ain't shit niggas on your phone screen And I'm not trying to come out thirsty But you shot me and I'm hurting So look, could I slip between your words until it burns And as I walk away your heart begins to yearn Yeah, I don't even know your name but I can learn Baby, I just wanna ride with you Hit the ties with you You say your ex is outside, I need to hide the truth Cause fuck apologies, I'm here to do and die with you You got me sinning, I just wanna get a ride with you everybody doing tonight Damn. doing great i always mess the intro right. up it's all good. It. The, more, the awkward the better right oh bro it's the most awkward intro every <laughs> single fucking time you think with like uh, over 40 episodes under my belt it'd get easier to do but it's not <laughs> no never why would it be yeah it's always right. the things you like the best always seem the most awkward right <laughs> well uh we are here tonight with quentin he is uh solo moniker is ghost shaft correct uh yes is my producer name i suppose that'd be the the easiest way to to do it yeah okay yeah i didn't know if that was like solo or producer or what and then you are also one half of keanu dicaprio correct yes and of course i have my uh my lovely co-host hey what's going on everybody real quick what is ghost shaft okay so um 
I got the name from uh, Donald Glover's stand-up. Uh, I forget the name of it. But, oh, nice. uh, so he has a joke where he's talking about getting bashed on Twitter for being uh, Black Spider-Man. And uh, they were like, well, we wouldn't want to see Michael Sarah play Shaft. And Donald Glover's <laughs> like, I would, I would kill to see Michael Sarah play Shaft. So uh, that's where the name I derived from. Most people just think it's like, it means like no dick. So I just let them think that as well. That works too, <laughs> I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, sorry yeah, to progress. <laughs> yeah, so progressive and then uh, comedic, I guess, is nice. the uh, the main goal. Well, that's what's up, and that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you think about it, most successful white people in, like, hip-hop usually have some type of dick reference in their name. I mean, a little dicky. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that just so happened to happen, though. Nice, nice. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. You just now. <laughs> yeah, it was just an Instagram name initially. Took a couple of years off and then uh, started making music again. I didn't want to think of a name, so I just rolled with that. It works, man. Stuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That definitely turns heads every time I tell somebody. We are going to make a Spotify playlist tonight. The first thing we like to do is give this thing a name, man. Is there anything you want to name your playlist? Could be anything. Anything. So anything I'm going to say this is that playlist oh yeah so you grew up in like indiana right is that where you're from yeah i lived in indiana for 25 24 years and then lived in california for five and then moved back 2020 kind of just been laying low here just making music yeah hanging out hanging out with the ladies (laughs) what was like oh i believe it yeah (laughs) (laughs) what was it like in a growing up in indiana man I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of, I don't know. I always tell people it's a recycling bin or like yeah. if, if purgatory was a state, this would probably be that just cause uh, like people turn 14 and it's like, you get handed a pack of cigarettes and NFL subscription and then like Bush light. Nice. And that's like the next, yeah. next 65 years of your life. So um, unless you like break the cycle and then like you, anybody that I've ever met that's actually been out of the state, they're like, Oh wow. There's like meaning to life. And you're like a little bit, and so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. It's it's only so much because it's there's it's just kind of run down here. There's not yeah yeah really yeah. I mean, anything. we we totally feel that, bro. We're from like a small town in East Texas. I live yeah. in Dallas now, but like pretty much it's it, it. There's there's two factions of people: those that left and those that kind of stayed. And it, it's you know. Ideally, you want to leave if you can. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, we're, uh, from, what, we're from like this little bitty town, man. It's like, uh, well, so they have like a quote unquote metropolitan area and it's like <laughs> 80, 80 to 90,000 people or something like that. But the town that I live in currently is on the outskirts of that. And I think there's only like 6,000 people that live in this town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, all there yeah. is to do is like drink or have babies. Yeah, pretty both. much. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. I was going to say, I think there's like 3.5 million people in the entire state of Indiana. And I think 6,000 of them are probably not a drug addict or doing some weird stuff. There's quite a weird, there's like weird, I don't know, man. It's just weird. There's like the people that you would, you would meet and you'd be like, did you live in a basement for a long time? Like wow. either held captive or maybe just by choice. Uh, Cause that's definitely the vibe you get. Cause like they, people make eye contact and it's like, they harp on you and are like, hi, what's going on? Can I have something from you? Or it's like, they get scared and they kind of run away. Like they're like a, a, like a little wild animal or something. So it's, it's weird, man. <laughs> that's nuts man that's crazy yeah but it's fun man it bre- it breeds good people if, if if people can see through that and not let it make them cynical there there's there's true genuine people out here that like care and are good hearted yeah. so it does it does go both ways <laughs> yeah i feel that man i feel that i mean good genuine people you kind of have to search for anyway so <laughs> yeah sure again yeah yeah it's another one of those like awkward moments where you're just like i just want something decent man but right. see, everything always seems so awkward yeah <laughs> I know we, we've talked a little bit through uh, Instagram and stuff like that, but uh, you mentioned that your father was into music or? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he ever played. He doesn't ever say he did. I don't know if he, he had a guitar, but he, every time he would take me to where, cause he lived out in this like wooded area called Brown County in Southern Indiana. And yeah. uh, every weekend, every weekend I would go, I would go there 
and uh, we drive past like a guitar shop and he's like, Hey, you want a guitar? And I was a kid and I'd be like, man, there's no guitar in hip hop. Cause I used to listen to that when I was a kid. <laughs> and I think he just did not like that at all. I don't know. We, he took me to a bunch of like rush concerts and you know, he was on like an alternative rock and disturbed and, <laughs> is there, is there yeah. any of those that you still listen to today that just kind of you know remind you of like that trip yeah well yeah because we, we would always listen to rush or like eric johnson i don't know he has a huge vinyl collection of like frank zappa uh like nice. early beatles beach boys oh, uh, uh, ozzy yeah he's got all these things that he got when he was young so it was, I mean, I don't really listen to too much of that anymore. I obviously listen to Rush because it's just, that's kind of like a timeless thing. If you Bro, grew up yeah. with that, it, yeah, you, yeah, you can't let go. Yeah. There's just something about that music that has like magic of nostalgia and like pulling on your heartstrings somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. But it definitely, if you grew up with that stuff, it, you don't let go of Rush. But other than that, I don't really listen to too much. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to get crucified for this, but like, Rush is the only thing that I actually still like from what my dad showed me. It's like Zeppelin and Floyd and and all those, you know, like 70s, yeah, mm-hmm. 80s, 80s bands. Like Rush is the only one that I actually listen to and like. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, obviously, for me, I, I kind of feel that because I, I feel as you get older, you get to hear the better production of music as the years go on. So it's like, yeah, they're great songs, but like there are people redoing that same song structure with like, current things in it and it and it's almost it's almost as, as enjoyable or more, more refreshing just hearing it in like a new form like when, when you, so there's definitely when i go back i'm like man this is really thin if only they had like some 808s in this or something <laughs> this, you know just if only you know it's always like that it's kind of yeah. i guess maybe this because i i just started producing over the last three years and i i kind of view things a little differently but i don't know i can't speak Absolutely. for everybody but yeah for me, i think- that's a different side of music that not a lot of people are on and i I you probably hear things a lot differently than what Mm -hmm. other people do yeah yeah ever since i started trying like i mean i still have a lot to learn and i'm not saying i'm great but i definitely can't hear my own music the same anymore i'm always like there's things that i never i couldn't figure out how to fix so i just had to leave it so forever when i hear that song i just go at fucking two minutes and 13 seconds there's this clip that happens and that's the song you know Bro, what I mean? I, so. I feel you so much. Like, <laughs> you can ask Adam, dude. I, I edit these podcasts so fucking much. Like, like there's this one yeah. episode right now I'm on. That it's the, the first one I'm fixing to release. It's like next week. And I've spent six hours on it and I'm not happy with it. And now I'm fixing to go back and literally redo the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can definitely tell. Yeah. The passion is, is yeah. definitely there because that's. I think, I don't know, man. When, when you get into those moments, that's kind of where I'm like, maybe I'm supposed to do this. Maybe, you know, like don't give up. Cause there's not many things that really kind of push you to where you're like, I got to do this again. Cause I care so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think it really it's, is. And most of the time it, you guys do like an hour. I saw there's a few that are like 30 minutes, but an hour's worth of talking back and forth. And there's one little problem and you're like, yeah. that's ruins the whole thing. That's like, yeah. I mean, to me, that's like passion. Most people would be like, trying to be perfect but i think that's more of like a passion thing where you're just like i want a consistency so yeah, yeah man, I mean, it's 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 a representation of, of yourself or whatever product you're trying to put out so like if you're half-assing it like why are you going to expect anyone to appreciate it or like respect yeah. it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah most everything else in life we're, we're kind of just getting it done right cleaning your room you're saying yeah, fucking throw yeah, everything yeah. of the bed <laughs> like whatever but music I think, I music and podcast I, yeah. I think for for me personally it's more of like i have created something mm-hmm. and i know that it will never be perfect but i want it to be as close to perfect as i could possibly get it and it's not for listeners it's not for anybody listening it's literally just because i want it that way <laughs> yeah no well yeah you hold your, yeah you gotta hold yourself to a standard which is yeah. good you know what i mean a lot of that stuff gets lost nowadays because people just want to be uh, as quick as possible and have instant gratification so quickly. So it kind of goes out the door. And honestly, like those are the small things that like people notice, I think in the long run, like I think me being persistent, because uh, mo- when I first started making, I only started making beats uh, four years ago now. And people were like, oh, bro, you should just have somebody mix this for you. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to get any better doing that. And they're like, right. Yeah. But you're, you're going to have a better product to put out. And I'm like, I mean, that's not necessarily why I'm doing all this because I couldn't find people to work with. So I was like, I'll just learn mm-hmm. everything I possibly can to do on my own. And then 
by the time I'm able to present what I have in mind, people will want to work with me. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, for sure. And as you learn things and you start realizing some things are easier than you thought. So you kind of get a boost on, on that area of expertise. It's kind of like when you run into the problem again, you'll know how to fix it. You know, instead of yeah. having somebody else do it for you, you already know, you know, yeah. I just that, yeah, that, do exactly. this, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. I would much rather the person come to me and be like, oh, I want to work. I'm like, cool. We work on something. And then I'm like, all right, this has to go to somebody else now. I, I would yeah. hate to do that. They're like, oh, dude, this whole interaction we just had was perfect. Now we got to hope that this third guy understands and we're able to like stay on the same page, which I yeah. didn't. And I think over the last two years, just learning how to produce. And then I just made as many beats as I possibly could. I'm not going to like be that guy. It's like, I made a hundred beats a day. I don't think that that needs to be the the standard of all. You know what I mean? Like I think somebody that just makes music in general and is passionate about it should, uh, should have a chance at it, whether they make one a year or 5,000 yeah. in, in a week. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's just, there's always that like edge of competition, which I like, but it's always like derived in the wrong way. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Which goes back to where I think people like, where you're like, I have a standard for myself. That's kind of your competitive edge. Maybe when you, when you hear like someone else's podcast, you're like, Oh, yeah. I would have fixed that. I would have fixed that. You know what I mean? Like, which yeah. I mean, and it's like just small accomplishments like that to just build you to keep going. It's not like a bad thing. I think it's just how us as humans work. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you just you gotta have something driving, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, some days you're like passionate about the project that you're about to talk to somebody about, or some days you just want to like, be like, man, I remember that one dude that talked shit to me 10 years ago. I never <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there a rush song you want to open this bad boy up with? Uh, Mystic Waters. Mystic Waters. Yeah. Or Mystic River. Sorry. Mystic oh man. River. Yeah. Sorry. I think, right. Rhythms. I don't know. Rhythms. Man. I'm, rhythms. Rhythms. I knew. I, yeah, dude. You were close. Yeah, so, close. <laughs> yeah everybody, every Rush fan is going to listen to this was like, dude, you had me as I liked you until you, you yeah. messed up that name, man. The closed podcast <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. So you get the awkward intro. I get the awkward yelling out a Rush title uh, wrong very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you listened to a lot of hip hop when you were young as well. What was it that kind of got you into the hip hop scene? Um, I had friends. Well, my, I had friends that my mom forced me to hang out with. <laughs> and they right. really liked Easy E and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Damn, oh, that's yeah. the good shit right there, man. Yeah, so we, we would sit there and I would watch them remember all of the lyrics and then try to say them all. And then <laughs> we'd, go, we'd go to the basketball like courts at, at the park and we would bet adults that I could beat them in basketball. And I'll do that. And then they take the money and go buy weed. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, let's get an easy song on there, man. No more questions. And then you said bone thugs. Mm-hmm. Right there. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you ain't reminiscing and having a really big ego, but wanting to be in your feelings, you listen to Bone Thugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Dude, that's yeah. perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Man, fuck this. I ain't letting it get me down. Where's that Bone Thugs? <laughs> uh, you got a favorite song by them? For the Love of Money. What was the reason you got into like producing and stuff like that, man? I, I know you said something about you just couldn't find anybody to work with. or I always recorded myself when I was younger. I had bands when I played guitar and I had a friend who had his dad like bought him everything music related, had half stacks, drum set, co- like recording gear. So I always recorded myself. Like I do a bunch of drugs and just like record myself on the drugs. Like <laughs> I was still on band camp, still on band camp. But uh, so I, d- I did that. And like over the years, I try to replicate like me chopping up the guitars and stuff that I would do like quantizing wise, but like with my real guitar. Yeah. And so, so like that, I kind of realized then that I, I liked not really like playing as much as just like making a song be like really good, even though maybe it was just like a fart by accident. Like, <laughs> I, like the worst playing guitar, like don't play in time. So I'd like chop it up, put it in time and it would just give it like this weird glitch pop stuff that you would hear now. But it was 10 years ago. It wasn't like I was like doing it then but it had like part similar uh like characteristic traits once i moved to california and i didn't get a band and i started 
making beats, I swore that I wasn't going to do any popular samples that anybody had. So I would just like find ridiculous samples to pull from, uh, like on Netflix, if you scroll over Dexter, there's a trumpet that happens. I like smash that. So it's, <laughs> like you scroll over Dexter, maybe you've heard a, Ke- a Keanu DiCaprio song. You'd be like, I heard that before, but you wouldn't know how to like really put it together, I guess. Yeah. Or, um, uh, I try to find sounds that people would normally use. Like I've made two albums where I had people from Instagram tell me a TV show or a video game to sample from. And I try to not use anything that would like actually actual musically like musical and yeah. just turn, make that sound as best as possible. So that was kind of where the producing side came in. Cause then I was like grabbing everything with my phone. Like I would hear people talking and I'd grab it with my, with my iPhone and, or uh, be like a bucket drummer playing downtown. I'd like <laughs> grab that so I was doing that so it was terrible quality like sound wise yeah. so so I had to like learn how to clean stuff up so that people could try to rap over it but it was kind of that where I, if I'm going to do this noise rap glitch stuff I'm going to have to be able to produce and make this like digestible yeah so that was kind of my reasoning I guess to get into producing and then as I started learning I was like this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life but it's like also the the most appealing like I've never done anything else for, for like 12 to maybe 15 hours straight oh i feel you do when you when you finally get that clean cut after 12 hours of just grinding man it, it feels so good <laughs> yeah well and also like on the latter half where it's like you spend 15 hours and then you like go to sleep and you wake up the next day and you go this is the worst thing i've ever done in my life yes yes absolutely <laughs> i've been dreading, and then you put- like every morning when i wake up i'm like man i gotta fix that fucking episode like (laughs) yeah and then you put the headphones back on you're like why the fuck am i doing this i hope i can cuss on this oh you're good yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah i'm always like baffled i'm like bro you were you were so mad when you heard that mix this morning why do you have headphones on (laughs) just throw it out man (laughs) and then my lady's like tap tap me on the shoulder she's like you want dinner i'm like what time is it it's been another eight hours all right let's (laughs) you know it's you kind of get lost in it. It's nice every once in a while. Yeah. You mentioned you were like in bands. What what kind of band, what kind of music were you playing when you were not producing and, and maybe playing in a more traditional type of band? My first band was called The Endorphins. We just ripped off Nirvana. We like <laughs> learned, <laughs> it was like 100%. That's all, we, that's all my goal was, was to just scream and play really loud pop songs. Okay. And then I found like At The Drive-In, Mars Volta, Fall of Troy, who else? Foxy Shazam, Portugal the Man. I found all those guys. So then I started making and like explosions in the sky. Those were kind of all the big ones that mm-hmm. like transitioned to me playing more progressive, more post-hardcore, and more like ambient music. Yeah. So I had a couple. I had a couple of bands like that. You you play the guitar and everything, right? Yeah, I play guitar most of the time. Would yell or kind of sing. I wouldn't say scream, but I yelled. Yeah. Is right. there a did you take lessons or just teach yourself or? Yeah, no, I, uh, I taught myself. I, um, I used to skateboard a lot and I was at this skate park called ultraviolet. It was like a warehouse turned into a skate park and uh, me and my, yeah, my, yeah, it was super cool. Um, my buddy and I went there one time and I like was skating for a while and I look around and I'm like, where did he go? And I, he go, I go out to the lobby and he's sitting at this couch and he's like, look, I just found this guitar over here. And so he was playing with that. And I, that was kind of like the first time I ever played guitar. And then I went past a garage sale like two months later. And this guy was selling a bunch of left-handed guitars and I'm left-handed. I bought one. It was like a Epiphone SG. It wasn't even wired correctly. Like when you plugged an amp, it didn't work at all. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I played that for like four or five months and then I got like mad and broke it. And then uh, I like saved up money, went to go get another guitar and at the time, left-handed guitars were $100 more than right-handed guitars. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I, I was like, well, I want a guitar. So I just bought a right-hand, re- relearned everything. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that started. So do that's you play tough, right-handed man. now? Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. You know what's funny is we actually knew a dude. He played guitar, and he was left-handed. But he mm-hmm. played the guitar upside down because he yep. didn't want to learn how to play right-handed. Yeah, uh, there's a couple people that do that here in Indiana, or at least I know one. Uh, his name is Jake. Yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing him, and he wasn't bad. We were just tripping me out. I was like, Yeah, I, I thought he was just kind of like styling on us for a minute, and then mm-hmm. come to come to realize he was actually left-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was left-handed. That's nuts, man. 
Let's get a couple of these on here. That way we're not getting too far behind. You said uh, the Mars Volta? I kind of want to just say Roulette Dares. That one always kind of stands out. Even though Francis Demute's my favorite album from them. <laughs> I mean, if you want to well, throw Roulette Dares and then one from Francis, that's fine with me. No, we'll just do we'll just do one. All right, we'll just do All one. Right. <laughs> you said after yeah, drive yeah, in. yeah. Got to do quarantined. But some people have never heard these songs. I uh, definitely want to put more palatable songs. Yeah, uh, sure. And then let them get gracefully go into the insanity that are both of those. <laughs> right. Uh, you said Foxy Shazam as well. That's not one you hear too often, though. No. The science of love. Follow Troy. Yeah, we'll have to do a man, a plan, a canal. Dude, I was hoping you would <laughs> say that. that. That is my song, dude. Ah. You have to, man, because it has every element of Paula Troy. Exactly. And, it totally encompasses them. Yeah, you're like, this is great. This is the uh, one, like, eight-minute song. It's, like, ridiculously long, right? Yeah. Um, oh, it's really ridiculously long now. Like, in this... In oh, this especially climate. now. Yeah, like, a minute and 30 to two minutes and 30 is, like, a good length song. I always send, like, beats to people, and they're like, man, this is five minutes. And there's, like, two B switches. I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> just think of it as three tracks. If you have to. Yeah. Get with it. <laughs> or go find a friend to get on it with you. It's usually what I do. Right. And then they, they never get back to me. They're like, man, I don't, I don't I'm not taking orders. Explosions in the sky. That's the last. Yeah. I haven't gotten a lot of that. It's natural to be afraid. Now, hold on, Augie. You, you can't forget Nirvana, man. That was that was the whole oh, band's yeah, stick, yeah. dude. We got uh, Nirvana man. as well, man. Give me a Nirvana yeah. song, man. <laughs> uh, milk it. There you go. That was where we got the name from. That's where we got the name Endorphins from. <laughs> One beat that you made that really stood out to me was ROI. That beat well, is so fucking sick, dude. Yeah, With a little, they, is that, that you playing guitar on that? or No, that's uh, I actually made that phone on GarageBand on my phone. <laughs> oh really that beat is yeah. so fucking sick dude it reminds me of yeah. like uh have you ever heard the band sauce yes it reminds me of a sauce beat like no joke yeah, yeah that's right uh that, that was like the third beat I, that was like the third beat i ever made really that that fucking beat man yeah meant that's to be crazy. right yeah, yeah that's, cool. that's such a good beat dude there was another yeah. one too um it was really guitar heavy as well that that really stood out but i don't remember the name of it there's also another thing I noticed. There's one song. I don't remember the name of the song. I, I listen to it in my, like, while I'm at work. So I don't ever look at the names of songs. But you used the Sony PlayStation 1 noise, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what song it is, but there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff from the early 2000s and a lot of Vine. Like anything that was viral Vine, I put a lot of that in the, in the back of yeah. my back. Um, that shit transported me to my childhood so fast. Yeah, when I that, bro. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for was just like finding those things where I'm like, because there was I I like literally just played music and did a bunch of drugs and uh, lost sight of you know like just you know doing things that a, a kid would do. But all my homies would do all stuff like play video games. You know they did it. They did all did it all. So I'll just be around. And so the certain things like Vine and, and stuff like that, would, he, I would hear it and I'd be like, man, it reminds me of being in homie's like bedroom and like them laughing so hard and then me like watching it and then laughing with them. So I was just like, I want to add, I want to add the elements of my music where it's just like, it's so chaotic and it's not really one path that I kind of take, I guess. I just do whatever comes to mind. So it's just like all over the place. So I feel like having those little nostalgia moments for hopefully some people to, to attach to, to like give them a little more like intuition of like where the song came from. Cause it, it also kind of reflects the song a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure, man. You know, we kind of listened to music and I was just like, man, what is this? Like, do you even consider this? And uh, I saw a description, dark web hip hop. And I guess, could you give me a little insight into like what that might mean? And uh, it, I'll kind of like, I'll ask you a couple questions after that also. I guess just, uncharted territory and then just like going back to the sample thing where i'm like i'm not going to use any very like pop, very popular samples to pull from I'll, I'll pull from like somebody tripping down a set of stairs or something yeah. uh which is kind of like the you know like the lower half of the iceberg kind of deal just kind of how and i when i was a kid i just always thought that shit was wild that there was a mm -hmm. 
there was a sex, a different section of the internet that was created by the U.S. government to get information to their other resources, so that China or anybody wouldn't yeah. know where that where it came from and stuff like that. So and then right. it turned into what it and then turned into this wild like free for all. Uh, like. <laughs> yeah, Silk Road to like yeah. being able to to like buy like because that's just kind of the to me I always like music that kind of is mysterious in a way where you're like I don't either know how they're doing that on guitar and I play guitar or like they write like concept records that get you to like kind of think outside of being you know like going to a job and being a regular person where you're just like yeah yeah it's, you know what I mean just I would rather do that than watch a movie and listen to like a good concept record so uh it's probably the the rush being built into me early but yeah yeah <laughs> okay so as I was listening to it like because it's I mean it, I'll be honest it was all kind of pretty new to me and uh I mean it was it was cool interesting definitely an experience and I mean what I'm about to say I mean in like the most positive way because I'm into this that kind of shit but it almost seemed like some of the beats or some of the the, the quirks and, and and sounds it almost felt like unsettling but like in a good way like it drew me in like it because some stuff yeah. you just hear and it's like background noise right and like it it's just there and like you're vibing but like this I was like hold up what was that or oh <laughs> like you know what I mean? So I hope, yeah. I'm trying to tell you, like, I mean this in the most positive way. Like, it's unsettling. Like, it's, it's dope. I, I take that greatly. I appreciate that. I definitely have that feeling. I'm not as comfortable in social settings and stuff like that. So I definitely, like, me speaking to people, you know, that's kind of like with a little bit of my music. I mean, I just make music. But in the long run, when people listen to it, I want people to be able to kind of understand me, maybe, even though that's delusional to be like hey do you understand me better now that you listen to this new song i made <laughs> but uh yeah i definitely enjoy that like weird i don't know where you just feel like something on the like the back of your like your hair is about to stand up on the back of your neck yeah yeah okay <laughs> i was like man i hope like this isn't bad that i'm feeling this way because i liked it it wasn't like a bad thing and i was just like yeah i'm gonna ask i'm gonna say this to him and i hope he's not like dude fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i yeah because i also like death grips and uh injury reserve jpeg mafia is like top five i mean i like animal collective that's like a big big uh influence but just all that just weird you don't know what the sound is you're like that could be a guitar with a bunch of effects that could be me going like like uh i have a song that i did with lo-fi i go called moth dust and the bass is going like boo doo doo and uh it's actually me saying pay the rent because it was the i needed to pay rent and my lady was like, hey, it's the first. Make sure you pay the rent. And so I put it through this bass synthesizer, and I just said, pay the rent. And that was the bass line for the song. That's yeah, dude, that's, that's nuts. That's cool, yeah. Man. That's awesome. Let's get some of those songs on there, right? Animal yeah. Collective, JPEG. Animal Collective, JPEG Mafia. All right, so All-Star Death Grips. We'll say, come up and get me. Animal Collective. I'll just say my girls, because that's just a banger. Always will be a banger. Injury reserve. Knees. And then JPEG Mafia. I'm going to pick this song I like just because of how insane the, the production is on this song. And he does, he makes all his beats, rap sings, and produces all of his shit. So Dikembe from JPEG Mafia is like the greatest production you'll ever hear in a song. Like the way he changes the, the style of production he's doing throughout the, the song to emote different feelings during the verse and during like what would be the hook is uh something you just check out once in headphones that uh playlist that i made i think that's one of the songs i put on there i'm bad with like song names because i don't I, like i said i listen at work hey bro i'm, I'm going through spotify to remember yeah. these names so yeah and uh when i worked with lo figo i make all these wild song title names and then when i worked with him we did the abstract frontier in five months like we i made the beats and he rapped on them and i produced it all in five months and uh he changed all the all the song titles to one word but i like named them yeah so he kept them but like most of them he changed to like one to two words and like the amount of people remembering the song titles is drastically different than like me putting like sledgehammer like popsicle bathroom you know what i mean (laughs) I feel, like yeah. I like that. I like that song. That's why I really we were like, I don't remember the song title. I'm like, yeah, I didn't do anybody favors with song t- with song titles. <laughs> I know the 
open verse challenge and all that shit's really popular on TikTok. Have you ever thought about doing your beats on there? Like people rap over them? No, I never, I know. I uh, never really thought of it. So, really? yeah, I mean, that may yeah. be a pretty cool thing. I mean, because I just got TikTok because I'm using it as like another channel for the podcast, is what it is. So. I, yeah, I, I got one too. Got yeah, one. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I literally just fucking got it. And scrolling through, you know, adding bands and stuff like that, I noticed people doing like open verse challenges quite a bit. And those videos seem to take off. So, I feel like I always post the wrong beats on my socials because I always post ones that I think are tight. And then I always just get people who are like, yeah, this is tight. I'm like, rap on it. They're like, oh, no, tight is an instrumental. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll post, then I'll like one day just randomly post one that I'm like, hey, this is kind of mid. And then people are like, yo, this is it, bro. Let me get this. I'm like, what? It's so weird, bro. It's so weird. You never know. Man. So, yeah, I'm always like hesitant. So I just kind of stopped looking at those where it's like contest type deals. I just, I started a like a little, I guess, artist collective about two years ago. And it was like kind of for that reason where I was just like, I'll find people that I thought were like beyond what their reach was. So I was just like, man, if I could get these people on the same group chat and we all collectively help each other get stuff done faster and better, I'll either get people that, that understand my music a little bit better if they get to know me. Because if they just hear my stuff, they're like, oh, this guy might be like weird. <laughs> and that's uh, FDV Media you're talking about, correct? Yeah, we, we started off as just called the Fam Chat. But um, yeah, uh, Domino or uh, John and I have uh, been working on turning it into like a production company. And then just. And there's like, I mean, y'all do like rap and indie and like the, some of the artists that you gave me, uh, like King Cynic and, uh, and uh, Obi Dreams. They're yeah. very, very like indie pop kind of i mm-hmm. guess that's what you would call them but man that, that yeah that shit was that dope dude i listened to that yeah that man yeah they're both phenomenal um domino number four which is john he uh he produces beats he he's like probably one of the greatest rappers i know outside of like shothead sam and rory rocket but yeah uh, yeah Dom- domino's probably because i did an album with him we met just because we both like each other beat each other's beats and i just saw he was grinding the same way I was. And I was like, so I, we, I think, I don't know who hit up who first, but uh, we ended up chit chatting. And then like five months later, making an album. And uh, he like can freestyle a whole album, like within a week, like one take. Yeah, that's nice, it, man. I think he just primarily want to be a producer. I don't know if he really wants to rap. Cause he always sends me these songs. He, he'll like make a whole album and he'll be rapping on every one of them. And it's like all good. And then he'll release that. He'll release the album, and it'll be no vocals on it at all. Um, But yeah, but but he's he's definitely uh, like somebody you want in your corner. He's multifaceted and he's he's very business savvy. So kind of leaning on him on that end of the business stuff. So we just got a website going and getting a couple videos made because we're trying to build within our group so that independent artists that need help with either getting like a video or promotion, they see what we do and we can help them stay independent and not have to like go and try to get popular on TikTok for yeah. a label to mess with them. You know what I mean? Like I'd much rather just do kind of like the lyrical lemonade thing where it's like they post some, they post something with an artist on their page and they probably, they monetize to make money off that. That's kind of what the, our deal would be where it's like, we yeah. help you with this. We'll just put it on our page and then uh, give you, give you what you need. We have artists that will, all share post promote help build make videos shoot the videos edit the videos fun fact i listened to mr beast and that's what they did that's how he got popular is him and i think he said it was like him and two other dudes they would spend like 10 to 15 hours a day studying like youtube videos and shit like thumbnails and and like how many camera cuts trending videos have and all (laughs) kinds of like weird like shit that you wouldn't even think about they spend and all that yeah they would do like 15 (laughs) hours a day like trending videos like what like they would take like a thousand thumbnails on trending videos and and figure out thumbnails and like it was just him and him and two other dudes mr beast has been doing youtube since he was like 11 or 12 so yeah but uh put a lot of fucking work in man it's nuts yeah that's kind of similar to what i did i kind of just watched and saw how like mid popular youtubers 
work together, how they would pop in and out of each other's Instagram videos and just see the keywords. They use keywords to, to trick the algorithm. And yeah, uh, just like small things like that, watch countless videos on YouTube. And I did all that. And I just was like, I don't know if I can do it, but if I, if I can get a bunch of people to believe we can all do it, I think it could happen. And that's, hey, that's kind of like, numbers, bro. You know? Yeah. And it just, just so happened. Like every one of these people are, <laughs> they're all like fantastic people and artists. It's insane. Yeah. That's, That's awesome, cool, man. man. We've kind of talked about music you listened to growing up and some of the rap as well, some of the alternative rock, post-hardcore stuff, and some of the stuff that influenced you and what you're doing now. But, like, who were some surprising influences uh, that maybe people wouldn't expect? Purity Ring? I don't know if I've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Drawing a blank. <laughs> Gauntlet Hair? Don't know them either. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're all learning today. Right. Uh, this band called Women, uh, Wild Nothing. Let's see. That's all right. We can like, yeah. you can just give uh, us yeah. a couple songs, like give us a purity ring song, Gauntlet Hair, Women, and Wild Nothing. One all right. Three. So, all right, cool. Gauntlet Hair, we'll do Keep Time, Purity Ring. We'll do Repetition, Women, Shaking Hand. And there's also like Palm. I don't know if you've ever heard of Palm. Mm-hmm. They have really awesome guitars. Uh, Walkie Talkie, if you want to add that song to the playlist. Sure. And then uh, Wild Nothing. Pessimist. You mentioned through messaging and everything like that that you do uh, finger drumming, like beat pad. Yeah, yeah. How, how did you get into that, man? Is that just something that like producers need to know how to do? Or <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there people. There are certain drummers that are certain people that make beats that just use. Uh, drum loops but uh most people they either get like a sp404 and drum sample on each pad or yeah or get a drum machine and learn with that but uh i got a keyboard from a garage sale and it had a drum kit on it and i uh started like running like drum beats through my loop pedal on my guitar and then would play over them that's kind of how i did the when i was talking about when i was younger and i did a bunch of drugs and then record myself yeah. have albums that are essentially like that where i would just do my best with like a dd6 delay pedal loop a, a drum beat and then play over it with my piano and guitar so I, th- I think i was probably like 20 years 20 21 or something i got a drum machine and uh i didn't even learn how to actually use it besides just like drumming like you can record one pad at a time like make the kick pattern add the snare add the, the hi-hats and then make an, a separate beat and then have it hop back and forth from uh, beat A to point beat B. I literally nice. just learned how to just play. Like I would write a song and then just try to finger drum the whole song live. Oh, wow. And That's crazy. Just so I didn't have to like learn because I was just lazy. and I did. I mean, you know, like what anybody on drugs would do. Yeah, it's better, man. I promise, dude. When I get high, dude, you know how they are. Like I write better <laughs> oh, yeah. when I'm high. It's like, you just get done faster because you get lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so Keanu DiCaprio, I'm assuming, because I know a little bit about Shaka, Sad Boy Sam and all them. They're in the, um, oh shit, what's that band? Swim Gustavo. Yes. That's how I met all of them. So somebody gave Sam my name about playing guitar for Swim Gustavo. And I tried out and I did not enjoy the time <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and it's no offense to the kid but just sometimes you don't vibe right with people and yeah, i'm already yeah, awkward yeah. as is so when we get there it's just i was 25 at the time so i'm 25 inside of a 21 or 20 it was a 20 year old parents like house so it was i was already like kind of awkward where i'm like i'm an adult and a, <laughs> yeah like jamming with essentially a kid Right. So like, so it already started off bad for me just because of that, which it doesn't matter. But then we started jamming and I had written something and he was just like, how about you just play this? And I realized that I wasn't really going to be able to write. So I was like, nah. So Sam walks in after us playing for like 40 minutes and Sam's like, cool, man, you guys want to jam? And I go, nah, this is it. And I just packed <laughs> my stuff and, and, left. And, then I, and then I wrote him and wrote Sam. I was like, Hey man, I really apologize about that, but I would really like to work with you. And he was like, well, I just started rapping. And I was like, well, I just started making beats. Like, right, you know, just there. Like, it wasn't like I was making beats when he brought it up. I was like, 
oh, you rap? Well, I'm going to start making beats then. And so that's kind of how uh, I started making beats was that I was just, uh, I don't know. Our plan was to like do way more guitar oriented beats. And uh, I just realized how difficult that was. You don't know how to use a DAW or uh, play in time. Like you could just play well, but like not stay in time. Yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, you, whatever reason, your last count would always be a three, four count instead of like a four, four count. So it would like throw everything off uh, writing wise. <laughs> So I had to like break all of that and then relearn how to like write songs. And in the process of that, Katie went from playing like doing like guitar based beats to uh, like glitch hop mayhem. I don't know what it is, but it's it's got all the weird stuff in it that I like the the vines, the yeah yeah the net the the Netflix stuff and like clips from Netflix with you like the previews has some like Caddyshack stuff in there. <laughs> Do you want to throw a Keanu song on there, man? Yeah, we'll do uh, Too Serious. But yeah, then I met Shaka through Sam. We kind of just made a pack where we're just like, uh, let's let's get successful. And I, and I, will, I forever owe them just because I, I was so bad in the beginning <laughs> making beats. And they were courteous uh, and did their best to make the shit work that they got on. So, um, yeah. What's up, man? That's would, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so me and Adam used to scream and, and he used to sing and you know, we were both shit. Yeah. We never we were never in band in a band or anything. We thank, just didn't thank God nobody ever heard it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, uh, yeah, you know, I feel that, you know. We weren't very good, la- but we told I, each I other laughing. we were. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I just laughed at how he ad libbed you. You were like saying it. He's like, Yeah, thank God nobody heard us. Yep. It just, yeah. It was it was like if, if somebody could could have uh, while they were talking and ad- somebody do ad libs that was perfect that would have been how it should have been done i guess you're making beats and and, and everything and, and there's different ways you can go so what even kind of got you into this style where you're just like that's it that's the one i want to do when people were like i ain't never heard anything like this before there you go i like that i just met yeah, like I would make stuff and then they'd be like, oh, that reminds me of this. And every any time I've ever had, and I don't know, this might be for most people that make things, you probably get it yourself. But like people will be like, oh, bro, this reminds me of this. And I'm like, I hate that fucking artist. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. despise, they're like, dude, but it's fire. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not it's fire. Not. It sounds like that. If it yeah. sounds like that, you know what? I'm not even going to put any artists that I've been uh, related to just because it's just, it's my opinion and it doesn't really matter in the long yeah, run. Yeah, I get it. Like, I know people shun people for liking certain stuff. And I don't like if you enjoy something, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, and it's dumb thing, to me. Yeah, yeah. If it's, yeah. If it's dumb to somebody, it's just like, let them enjoy that. Then, Like, could yeah. you imagine being able to like something that you're like, I don't know, that is simplified. Because usually what it is, it's just simple stuff is why people hate it. They're like, oh, it's too predictable. Or it's, I've heard it a thousand times. It's done a hundred different ways. So, mm-hmm. But uh, if people can actually enjoy that, I, I try to let them enjoy it. But yeah, I've had people were like, oh, it reminds me of this. And I'm like, no, back to the drawing board. I started just making the weirdest stuff possible. So it didn't sound corny or like I was uh, using stock scents on my, on my iPhone to make songs with. I uh, try, to, try to just implement weird sounds and awkwardness. And then people were like, I never heard, I've never heard anything like this. I'm like tight. All right, now we're now we're cooking, and then people yeah, are like, hey, we're "Cooking with grease, right?" Yeah, and then everybody was like, "Maybe you should go back to doing something like this. It'd be easier for you to get like more attention, more traction." I'm not looking for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make music. I don't. I'm not trying to fit a narrative, unless there I'm like, go. yeah, like like with Lo Figo. I can't. He came to me wanting a, just one beat, and I made it. And then he was like, "Wow, this is." really good and i just kind of just listened to his music just for like two weeks straight and i was like what does he not do that i can do that he could could be well on so i just tried to i simplified everything i possibly could and just kept it kept all the weird in and it's by far my best album out like it's the most like i've gotten the most feedback on that album with him so granted he's also an amazing artist as well so yeah uh, that helps yeah it's just you always think that pe- people just being themselves can always contribute to somebody else not not like being a yes man like i, I always kind of rub people the wrong way sometimes because i give them an opinion that they don't probably want to hear but <laughs> it's like an opinion that they they don't even put in consideration when they're making decisions and i feel if i can find that in music for people that they'll they'll want to work with me because they've never done anything that i'm doing for them yeah that makes and that's sense, like another man. yeah producer thing i guess 
those are like, those are the small things like where I'm like, Oh, maybe I am a producer because I would much rather add like a weird vinyl slowdown with like the, the vocals, like going glitchy and delayed opposed to like, I don't know, like writing songs. Yeah. I feel like it's too easy. Like, I don't mean to like sound cocky or anything. And granted, a lot of my stuff is, is choppy and it, some people probably wouldn't consider it a song, but I just try to get into a flow state to where the things just happen. And then when I'm like, I'm kind of tired of doing this. I just let it end there. Yeah. And then if I come back to it later and maybe hear something else, I'll add to it. Most of the time, that's that's it. And I'll come back to it like a couple months later, mix and master it. And then hopefully I've gotten better <laughs> between when I made it to when I produce it. That's usually why I wait so I can learn new things. Because like, you know, cleaning up a podcast, I mean, it's probably just as hard as cleaning the song and making all yeah, the frequencies man. work with everyone's voice and mm-hmm. clap. Yeah, so... I don't know, just just sitting there with a the song and trying to make it sound as best as it possibly can is like a thrill. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like just figuring out the little nicks and nacks. I use a, a Adobe Audition because Audacity is, it's free, but it's a lot more difficult to use. And then yeah. you have to like download plugins and all kinds of stuff. Whereas, you know, I pay like 20 bucks a month and I get Audition and it comes yeah. with everything that I need, so... Yeah, because sometimes it like the creating process, you want it to be simple, at least the starting point. Yeah. You don't want to have to go and dig for things to just start production. Yeah. So like when I do, when I record and kind of just start building songs, I do it through GarageBand because it's just, it's just a simple template. You can throw videos in there and, and like sync the video to the song. And There's so many I, artists, man, that I know that use GarageBand. They just like, they have an idea. That's been like a lifesaver for musicians, man. They have an idea, no matter where they're at, they can just pop their phone out and record it real quick or write it yeah. down or whatever. And it's there for later. Yeah. With Boule, my band, there's a song that's going to be on our EP that comes out next uh, next Monday on the 31st, just a song called Refresh. And I wrote everything on GarageBand on my phone with like synthesizers. And then my guitar player and I redid all of the parts, how we would do those, those chord progressions on our guitar. Yeah. That's like how that song came about was that we just, we I named it refresh just because I was a refreshing synth to guitar, I guess was just like, so I remember what song was what, but yeah, we have like four or five songs we've written and switched from synth to guitar for the song. So yeah, it helps with just like any, even just that. Yeah, for sure, man. I think that's another thing with today's age and music where it's just like, if you just learned a little bit of each instrument, even just doll, guitar, you know, anything like that. It's just a lot easier to produce things now quickly because there's just so like you can on GarageBand, they have like an automated drummer. Like you just literally put how many kicks, how many snares, high hit, hi-hat hits, and it will produce you a beat, like a song. That's nuts, man. When people are like, I have writer's block, I'm like, you're just not using your tools. Yeah. Literally, you don't even have to have writer's block. You literally just let the computer do it every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, at least so, fill, in, fill in that part of the song, you know, and then come back later, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's what I did because I watched, I started watching all those people, those producers on YouTube that failed as a musician. So then they started giving advice on how to become successful <laughs> as a musician. I watched nice. all those guys. And uh, one had said something like, well, you don't go to work without the tools you need to work. And that's I've true. always been a cook. So I was like, how do I relate that to being a cook? And I was like, well, when I come to work, I like slice up tomatoes. I dice, you know, I dice and cook green peppers. I get all these things like par, like prepped and ready to go for me to just throw in a pan. So I was like, I, days I'm feeling really good and have a lot of time. I need to record as much guitar parts, throw them off to the side, drum, make a drum beat, throw that off to the side. And then those days where I'm like, I don't have an idea that I want to start with. I just grab something that I made. That's just like my little prep. I yeah. got this beat and then those are my tomatoes. I'm making a fucking sandwich. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's actually really smart, man. And that's just kind of, and that's kind of how I built like how to make songs quickly. Yeah. And I listen to a lot of Kenny beats and he's always like, you have to release your, your bad song and your, your bad production. If you hold on to that stuff and keep waiting to make like a perfect album and a perf- make the song sound perfect, you're never going to make a perfect album because you haven't dropped your bad album yet. Like you have to get, go through those processes. So I was like, let me make as many beats as I can just to get all of the terrible shit out of the way. Right. That makes oh, sense. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. 
close to the end here, I like to ask you want to throw some of the the homies on there, like from FDB. Yes, I do. Uh, uh, so we'll do Ob Dreams three or like the Roman. It looks like Roman numeral three. Yeah, yeah. King Cynic. Hey man, <laughs> out, <laughs> out in five just because it has Christina Sharp on it as well. She's also part of it, part of the F- FBD family. Shaka got to do something off his new album, so we'll do Cash App just because it's it's a feel good track. We'll do Sad Boy. Sad Boy's got a new song coming out the thirty first. Do Black Mirror, Rory Rocket, Let Me In. There's a lot, so I apologize. <laughs> it's all good, hey man, man, don't worry about it. Yeah, you're good. Odysseus, which is O D I D E U S, House of a Different Color, Domino Number Four, I Am Me. Who else am I missing? I got them all written down, so I didn't screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Drew. He has a Twitch. Uh, notes of utopia he's uh trying to convince people to start a utopia with him uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh lofigo psilocybin and ganj from lofigo just because i'm <laughs> i made the You're on that. <laughs> i'll be that guy even though he has he has so many great songs oh uncle nini carry my doubts jay thubes can't forget about jay thubes if you like post hardcore and 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 just having a steady flow of that and rock and roll music, Jay Thubes is a man. He writes and records everything, and he's dropped like thirty five albums in the last two years. Good night, bro. Wow. I, yeah, he is, uh, and he produces it all, writes it all, all by himself. Like he is, he is a machine, man. Uh, I met him as I was a fan, and then he became my friend. But uh, yeah, he's been kind of one of the day one homies. From the start of all this too, is it kind of started off Thubes, myself, Shaka, and Sam. We've kind of stuck together for the last four years now. But yeah, so Jay Thubes got so many fucking albums. <laughs> we'll just go recent uh, vibe of the day from Unclassified Groove Experiment. Oh, Patchwork Academic, man, I feel like an asshole. Midnight Mischief from Patchwork Academic, which is also that's a song we did together hey if you forget anybody man just send me a message and i'll throw them on here you know i appreciate you yeah i'll, I'll stop yeah. there it's, that's everybody i had written down so if I forgot right. anybody, that's on them no i'm just kidding <laughs> just for all the listeners just kind of give us your social handles any you know websites or any upcoming eps or, or music you got coming out uh, pretty much self-promotion time for you gotcha mm-hmm. so uh it's at Ghost Chef, everywhere and anywhere. On Twitter, there's no vowels. I have my hip-hop group, Keanu DiCaprio, which is at Keanu DiCaprio. Uh, my band, which we're dropping EP next Monday, it's Boulay, B-O-O-L-A-Y, band on Instagram. FBD Media on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's it. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah, no problem, dude. Oh, dude um, thanks for joining. Did you listen to Spotify? Is that what you use? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, what was the last song? And I, I don't know if you played any recently, like while we were doing this. But what was the last song you were listening to? Oh, <laughs> "Deeper" is the band. "Spray Paint" is the song. All right, and then we like to promote two of your songs. So we'll open the playlist with a song, and then we'll close it with one of your songs. Is there two of them that you want to put on there? Uh, yeah, we'll do. Same damn channel, and then uh, do. If you wanted to wait on that, so you said Boulay's coming out. Uh, if you wanted to put mm-hmm. that on there to open it up with, we could do that. Okay, when are you guys dropping this? It'll probably be in July sometime, to be honest. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. Then uh, I'll just send you the Boulay song when it's out. Okay, yeah, do that, man, and then we'll just we'll add it then because, like I said, that we I think we have I haven't released an episode and we recorded the uh, you're the seventh recording. Yeah, so. yeah, cool. No, yeah, the time frame is fine. Um, yeah, awesome. That works out perfectly then. Yeah, sweet man. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us, man. We enjoyed it. No, any yeah, I appreciate you guys. I really I thoroughly enjoyed it. So if you ever need uh to kill time and don't have anybody to, to talk to, I will do it, or anybody in FBD will. <laughs> all right man yeah same to you man if you oh, ever dude, just, just hit us up Sweet. bro uh cool. you can find adam on instagram whatever just hit us up whatever man 
I think I found him today through suggested friends or maybe he liked, I think maybe he liked something. I know. Maybe he watched a video of mine. And I saw his name. What's your last name? Rodriguez. Adam. Yeah. Yeah, Rodriguez, yeah, yeah. I did see. Oh yeah. I'll, uh, I'll add you. And then, uh, awesome, we'll chat. Cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. All right. Later. You guys have a good night. Later. You too.